Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Smack Talk. Uh, I am Zach Goodman alongside my usual co-host, Jordan Smeevil, and this podcast is brought to you by the Webster University Sports Media and Analytics Club. Uh, today is September 26th. This is our first podcast of the 2022-2023 school year. I know you're thinking I've been on this podcast forever, and that is true. I'm in my fifth year of school here, and I'm never leaving. Yeah, I'm in my uh, fourth year and I'm also never leaving. So we'll be uh, here for a while. You know, Webster baseball (laughs) kind of turns Webster University into a seven year university, six, seven year university. So with COVID years, we we both got them back. So luckily we get a we get to keep doing this podcast for a couple more years. And it's good to be back and excited. It's something, you know, I really enjoy doing and I know you do as well. And, you know, it's exciting to talk sports. I feel like, like you said, we're never leaving. I feel like we're in, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Right, exactly. I I ain't leaving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I ain't effing leaving. And uh, we have a, a couple weeks in a row where we're going to bring you guys some podcasts. We, uh, I don't know if we've ever done that before, two weeks in a row. We we both have a little bit more uh, free time on our hands this this fall. So it's going to be fun. We're doing football this week and then, you know, baseball's done next week. So jump right into the baseball playoffs. And uh, it, it's exciting. There's obviously, this has been a historic baseball season and we're going to go all into that next week. You know, we just saw Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run. I'll just touch up on that real quick. I felt bad, so bad. And we talked about this for Dan McLaughlin, Danny Mack, who is the announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals, the play-by-play. And he's been doing it the whole year, like all these games and, you know, counting down the 700. He's and all of his of calls all of have been awesome, too. He rises to the occasion with great calls, great calls. He does a great job with those big moments. He he does awesome. And it would have been really cool for the Cardinals to have that. And he, the one Apple TV game. Of course, he hit both of them. He hit two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Danny Mack was, he was there in, in LA and he's just like, all right, just don't hit two tonight. Right. He's probably like, all right, he won't hit two tonight. And sure enough. But, uh, you know, that was really cool. We'll go more into that next week as well as Aaron Judge. But this week we had football. We're recording on a Monday. So we have Giants, Cowboys. You know, most teams are, are done with three weeks and we have a little bit of an idea of, you know, who's good, who uh, who's struggling, a little surprise. And we'll, we'll break down, you know, our thoughts on it. We'll start with, you know, the Super Bowl contenders. Who are the top teams in the league in your eyes? And, you know, obviously some of them are and most of them are probably the ones that everyone views as the Super Bowl contenders. But, you know, you just want to break them down. You want to start with the team that you like? Yeah, I mean, I think the most obvious one, Vegas odds-on favorite is Buffalo. They had a tough game yesterday, obviously losing Miami. But, man, they're so loaded. The one thing I'm worried about them is uh, their two safeties that are – they're pro bowlers for sure. I don't know if they're all pros. But Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde – are both out right now. Micah Hyde's actually going to be out for the year now. So it'll be interesting to see, see that. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those two hold up or the people, the guys that are in for those guys will hold up in the back end of the defense there, but they're really fun to watch. And I, it wouldn't be a shock if they won it all for sure. Mm-hmm. And their defensive backs are, are so impressive. And then you add Von Miller and you're getting pressure on the quarterback and it's <laughs> the, the four, two, five they run is really when they're only rushing cause they don't blitz a ton. It's just four rushers, but they still put a ton of pressure on the quarterback, a lot of coverage. It's, it's really tough to score on that defense. And then you have the, you know, MVP favorite in Josh Allen running your offense and Stefan Diggs, probably the best route runner in the NFL. And it's, <laughs> you look at that team and I was legitimately looking at them, and of course they lost in Miami this weekend. I was like, this team could go seventeen and zero, right? <laughs> they, looked, they looked unstoppable the first couple of weeks, and I still think that you know they're only going to be like two, three loss team, right? I, I would like for them to get their running game going a little bit when we get into January and late January in Buffalo. If they're going to be hosting playoff games, 
there's a decent chance it's going to be snowing in, in January in Buffalo during their game. So Josh Allen might not be able to throw like he is in September when it's 85 degrees and sunny up there. So between Devin Singletary and their new rookie running back, James Cook, if one of those two guys can get going, they can utilize them more. It'll just add another piece to their puzzle there. I think as the year goes on, I think James Cook is going to start getting more and more touches, and especially in the past game, I think that he's a better uh, overall talent than Singletary. And right. especially when you take a guy like that, you know that they're trying to get him involved early. Uh, so I think they'll go with that. So it'll be interesting to see how that running game starts shaking up when he gets more touches, um, because I believe that will happen. But you're right, you're right. <laughs> especially after what, so did you see the end of the game yesterday with Singletary? We, were, we had a golf outing, we had our, our, our baseball golf outing, so it's tough to, to watch the games. But I was really interested in that game. And, you know, obviously a big game. And Singletary, they were in field goal range, and all he had to do was run out of bounds. And right. he made a cutback and went down inbounds with seven seconds left. Did, they didn't get the spike off. Did you see the video of their offensive coordinator blowing up in the press box yesterday after that happened? I know he was throwing stuff around. Yeah, but it, like, it was, was crazy, like... They so he was in the press box. Obviously, the time ran out. Game was over. They're all shaking hands on the field, and they turn to the camera. The guy, in the, their offensive coordinator, in the press box, and he's throwing notebooks. <laughs> he's like slamming his computer and everything. It was it was wild. Rightfully so. I mean, that's just basic basic football right. knowledge. I mean, that's you know someone who watches one week a year could tell you that. Right, and it's not like they needed the extra yards to get in the end zone. All they needed was a field goal. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that was uh, interesting to say the least. But you know, I think that. They're so good, and Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie, you can start spreading the field a little more, too. And when you have Stephon Diggs, who's obviously one of the best wide receivers in the league, and then you start, if, if they could start running the football, it's obviously Josh Allen runs the football. The game planning for that offense is just... Right, you just hope for the best. Exactly, and because you know you're not going to score a ton either. I mean, that's just a brutal team. I mean, yep. they're just one of the most complete teams, in my opinion, we've seen in you know, a few years. Because even those great Chiefs teams that would dominate, their defense was liability at a time. The Rams were were really good last year. That was, you know, they were really good. Right. But this Bills team looks fantastic. And uh, it might be their year finally. So Yeah, well, one team I want to get your opinion on is the Buccaneers. Past two years, obviously, with Tom Brady down there, they've kind of been just a business-like machine, um, making it to the, obviously, winning the Super Bowl, making it far in the playoffs. But it doesn't feel like the same Bucks team as the last two years. I don't. What do you think? The biggest thing is that Tom Brady, you know, struggled a little bit out the gate. I people talk about that little trip he took. I don't think that really has that big of a deal. And they're missing their wide receivers. Evans, you know, was suspended this game, missed half the game last time. Godwin hasn't played yet, so they're they're missing some guys. And I think that you know, once they get their guys back, Julio Jones was out this last weekend. I think when he has more options, it'll be a little better. Because if you were watching the game yesterday. It was like wherever he was throwing, it was going to Russell Gage. Right. Like it was, and if and you're going to rely on Russell right, Gage, exactly. his top option. And you saw that one. last year too. Do you remember when they played the Saints and Brady didn't have options? And right. as great as Tom Brady is, he, you know, he's getting older and obviously he was an MVP level last year, but he had a lot of weapons. And when they took those weapons away against the Saints, I mean, they, what, did they get shut out? Yeah, they got shut yeah, out. It was like 37 nothing. Exactly. And like it kind of had that eerie, similar feeling yesterday too, where it was just like, didn't know what was going to happen. Like right. he, they didn't have confidence. If you had to answer this question by December first, is Rob Gronkowski back on the field? In Bay? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I really think that guy's done. I think he was done after the first time, <laughs> and then when Brady came back, he kind of convinced him. But I think that I can't remember. Did Gronk retire before Brady, or was that after? I think he retired before, and then obviously right, Brady then became Brady unretired. Went, right. But I think 
I think Gronk was kind of done either way. So right. I think he's probably done. And I don't know how much of a, an impact he would make, especially when he's been out of football for you know a year and hasn't probably been training. Yet. But he retired after he retired that first time. He came back and he was he was awesome. I know. He's kind of like that physical freak where like maybe take him a couple of weeks to get back into shape, but he could do it. I don't know. Yeah. It'd well, see, he was also one of those guys like locked when he initially retired. It was all the head injury stuff, and he's like, I want to live a normal life. And right. At this point in the NFL, that's so respectable. I mean, you're like these guys. It's 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 terribly sad, and it's uh, obviously an issue that the NFL is dealing with, and it's their biggest issue uh, is the concussion. Did stuff, you see so. that? Did you see that awful video yesterday of Tua? They um, said, I guess they said it was like something with his back, but it sure sounded like an excuse. They're doing an up. investigation. Right, right. I don't understand how you watch this guy walking and just fall over. Right. Like he has no balance. Like, and then they just sent him back out there. Right. And I, I was, I was interesting. He didn't play that well after that either. So then he had been playing at an elite level the first few weeks too. So, I mean, we'll get into that. I think we'll we'll jump into that when we talk about the Dolphins because I'm sure that'll be a team that we talk about. Unless, do you view them as Super Bowl contenders? That's, that was a uh, No, I do not. I do not. I, I don't either. But I think that they're building and that in a couple years we might be looking at a team that can compete, especially because that division, the Bills are really, really good, but they're going to rack up wins on the Patriots and Jets, which right. is so weird to say now. They right, exactly. Kicked, Three years ago, we were saying Patriots the exact blunt, opposite. You know? um, so they'll start flipping it around, hopefully, and uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll get more into the Dolphins in a little bit. Uh, I think the the other two big Super Bowl contenders for me would be the Chiefs and Eagles. Jumping with the Chiefs, it's the same thing. You know, every year, obviously, they're subtract Tyreek Hill this year, but I think their defense is better than the def- the Chiefs' defenses of the past. It's not great by any means, but I think it's a, a fairly average defense, which is which is good for the Chiefs. Uh, an average defense is great for the Chiefs. I mean, the great fan base. It'll be loud. You know, I think it's going to run through Buffalo this year, but it's always been the Chiefs. And until P- the, the Buffalo knocks them off their their high horse, I still think it's the Chiefs. They're going to have that pride, and I think they're still really good. And I think I think once Sky Moore, he's kind of like my wild card for them. Because when you lose Tyree Kill, and you you lost a lot of your ability to spread the field and go over the top. And I think Sky Moore can be uh, kind of that option as he gets farther into his rookie year. He did muff that punt yesterday, though, so it's kind of like right. a confidence. Well, that's what they're, they're going to need more production from their wide receivers. I mean, everyone not named Kelsey, who's obviously a tight end, but Juju, MVS, McCole Hardman, Sky Moore, like you said, one of those, one or two of those guys can step up. I don't know if any of those four are going to be a wide receiver one like a Tyreek Hill was. Mm, no, I don't think so either. But it's also Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes can make guys look a lot better than they really are. Mm. So I, I'd expect one of those four guys or two of those four guys to yeah. step up. And, I think a lot of people just forget how good Patrick Mahomes right. is because now we got all these, you know, Lamar Jackson's going off. He's having a great year, and Josh Allen is spectacular. Herbert's obviously hurt, hasn't been great out of the gate. But we have all these great young quarterbacks. But Patrick Mahomes, it's almost like he's two years ago. He's underrated. He's the best player in the NFL, right. in my opinion. And he's, talent-wise, probably the most talented quarterback of all time. And it's early in his career, so hopefully he keeps having some some awesome years, and that's good for the sport, and so it's awesome to watch. But, you know, I, th- I think they're still really good. I thought they outplayed the Colts yesterday. Colts were desperate. Right. A couple, like, fluky plays, obviously the muff punt, and, you know, the Colts edged one out. But I think the Chiefs are still really legit, and the... AFC West, which was talked about being a gauntlet before the year, hasn't looked that way so far. The Chiefs and Broncos are both two and one, but I mean, Broncos haven't looked good at all. Right, and obviously the, the Raiders the Chargers, are three. Yeah, I mean they're 
they had to have known. Like Josh McDaniels is such a good offensive coordinator, but every time he's had that, he, he just really struggled as a head coach. So I mean, bad. after what Rich Basaccia did yet last year with that team taking him to the playoffs after what they went through at the beginning of the year, why they should have just given him the job? I know, I know. It's interesting. Obviously, there's an interview process. We don't know everything behind right. the scenes, but uh, Eagles—they look like maybe the team to beat right now. Even though we talk about the Bills and all these things, they, I certainly I think they look like the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, if I would have told you that a team that quarterback is Jalen Hurts was this, um, the NFC favorite uh, about six months ago, you probably would have been calling me crazy. But he's playing like an MVP front runner right now, and. <laughs> He's really nice to have on a fantasy team. Yeah, because he runs for like 100 yards every right. game. It's unbelievable. And when you have such a rushing threat like that, and obviously it's become uh, a lot more common in the league, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson, all those guys, Justin Herbert, they even run. So it's definitely become a lot more common in the league. It's just such a dual threat. And if he's throwing the football like he has the first few weeks, that's going to be tough to to stop. And I remember, I mean, you'll enjoy this, obviously, Um he hasn't been good at all this year, Justin Fields, for your Bears. <laughs> but I remember watching him in that Ohio State-Clemson game uh, in the playoffs a few years ago, and he's throwing the football, you know, just spotting people up and throwing the ball. And you're like, okay, well, if this guy can throw the football like that, and he's also this dual-threat runner, it's what MVPs are kind of made of. And uh, those top-level quarterbacks nowadays in the NFL, uh, obviously Justin Fields has not been that so far, but also he's young. So I know you're, they're your Bears and – I don't wasn't necessarily uh, talking. We don't about have to them, talk about no, that. I don't. I, I was. However, we are two and one. Yep, hey, winning record. <laughs> Didn't they start five? Was that last year they started five and zero or two years ago? Uh, they started three and zero like two years ago or something like that. Oh, I thought it was like I thought in twenty twenty like, like they started two and zero or three and zero. For some five and zero, I don't know if they've ever started five and zero. Let me go back to like. <laughs> You know, 85 Bears, those those right. teams, so maybe. Yeah, and the, the Eagles have the best defense in the league probably right now so far. It's probably either, um, yeah, either them or I would say Buffalo maybe, but they're, mm-hmm. they're injured. Yeah, they, they've been they've been excellent in in my opinion. So I I think they're probably gonna come out of the the NFC. Maybe I don't know. Well, I, done, I still like the box. They've done know. such a good job. I mean, I don't know if they're they tried or purposely to build around Hurts, but he's proved himself to be their quarterback of the future. He's got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard throw to. I mean, those are two star-studded wide receivers and a like a very serviceable, versatile tight end who he can throw the ball to. And he's got Miles Sanders out of the backfield, who, when healthy, is a top 15, 20 running back in the NFL. So they've done such a good job building around him, and now they just got to stay healthy. I think people forget how good A.J. Brown is. Right. Because last year it was kind of a little bit of a down year, but he's just, he's a beast. And he kind of got as hit. As that, he kind of got like hidden. Behind in, Tannehill. Right. In yeah. Tennessee too. Like they don't, they're not a huge, they're not a huge option. market. They're not really flashy. Yeah. I agree. Eagles are really good. So yeah, those are the teams. I, I, I don't know if you have any other team you'd add. My teams that I wrote down for Super Bowl contenders, I had Bills, Bucks, Chiefs, Eagles. I had, right. well, I had a couple more than you. Just because it's three weeks in, so I had, I had those four, and then I had, I really like the Ravens, and f- the main reason I like the Ravens is because of Lamar Jackson and the fact that it's his contract year. I mean, so far he has ten passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns through three games. So he's, what is that, twelve total touchdowns in three games, and then he's Mark Andrews has almost three hundred yards receiving and three touchdowns through three games. So I really like them. Kind of had a weird game against the Dolphins, but. I think they're going to be really good in a pretty winnable division. It's a tough division, but 
I think it's that's a winnable division too. Yeah, it certainly is. It's it's a decent division, and I think that they're pretty good. But until they show me that they can win in the playoffs, right? Of recently, when Lamar Jackson, they're not at the top of my list, but they're certainly going to be a good team. In the years past, they've just been such a regular season juggernaut that eventually just doesn't. Who are you know, your Who are your four again? Uh, I had Bucks, Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles. Okay, so I had the Ram- I threw the Rams in there just because they're the s- defending Super Bowl champions with Cooper Cup. With who yeah. I don't know if. A wide receiver can win MVP because it's such quarterback driven league. But if it was, if there was to be a running or wide receiver that could win it, it's him. So yeah, I looked through that earlier. He's like 18th on like the highest odds to win the MVP, and that's the highest non quarterback. Right? Like they're, they're I saw giving like Jacoby Brissett a better chance. Right. Like, I saw like that. a stat yesterday in his last 24 games played, dating back to uh, the end of the 2020 season. He has 206 catches for 2,705 yards and 26 touchdowns. So he has over a touchdown a game. He's averaging over eight catches a game and over 100 yards a game. That guy is a machine. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The, uh, the last non-quarterback to win the MVP was Adrian Peterson in 2012. And before that, it was LT, Ladanian Tomlinson in 2006. It really just doesn't happen a lot. It's, you know, it, quarterbacks are obviously the most important position on the field so it makes sense that the best quarterback would probably be the most valuable player in the right, league right, so no doubt yeah let's go into the pretenders real quick what teams before the season and you know we can cheat a little bit now that we're three weeks in and kind of see how these teams have played were really popular picks to to do well and then whether they've done well so far or not they're not gonna be great whatever uh so yeah you, i think you might call me crazy here but this team is three and oh coming off a win against the odds-on favorites to win the mm-hmm. Super Bowl right now, and I think it's the Dolphins. I think they remind me a lot of the Cardinals of last year. The Cardinals started 7-0 and last year and lost in the first round of the playoffs. They have both of these teams have a lot of firepower. Obviously, I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell might be the best tandem in the league, wide receiver-wise, but they have a young and inexperienced head coach in his first year and a young and inexperienced quarterback who is yet to prove that he can make it through a full season, so it'll be interesting to see how they hold up. Mm-hmm. When two has been healthy, though, he's been you know, obviously before he's been the best quarterback so far. In the right, league. you make that argument. Uh, he's got eight touchdowns, nine hundred twenty-five yards through three games, and one was against the Bills' defense. And I don't even know how much you. I mean, that's obviously a tough defense. And then he was clearly very concussed in the second half. They're going to face. They're going to get a penalty. They're going to get a, a, a large fine, probably. Because that there's no way he wasn't. That was not a back injury. Right. Me a you don't fall over like that if it's a back injury. And yeah, well, you saw his head hit the ground. That's right. whiplash. That's bad. He's got a concussion. But it's 117.8 QBR the first three games. He's been dominant, and it's good to see these young these quarterbacks and just players in general that people have been out of college. They were so hyped up, and they're the next guy. The tank for Tua, Trevor Lawrence, and then they have one bad year, two bad years in the NFL. And they're young, and people just kind of write them off. Right. I think those guys are starting to, you know, show up a little bit. I, obviously, Tua, it's three games, but he's been fantastic. Trevor Lawrence has been a lot better after struggling a lot last year, and uh, just different guys like that. Devonte Smith had a great week this week. Uh, obviously, that helps that Jalen Hurts. We just talked about that as well. Is playing really well. But Devonte Smith, I remember in college, you'd be uh, he won the Heisman, obviously, which again tough to do if you're not a quarterback. Um, but he did it, and 
I just remember watching him college and they're like, dude, this guy's open by 15 feet in the right. first freaking play. The amount of wide receiver talent in this league is crazy. It's almost gotten to the point where if you don't have two star-studded wide receivers, you're not contending because obviously last year the Rams had Cooper Cup and Odell. The Packers had Devontae. And I don't know, MVS is not really a star, but he's he's pretty good. Like All these teams... The Bucks with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. If you don't have two of these big time wide receivers, you might not be a contender. So, mm-hmm. uh, my, you know, I'll start with the main team that I think is an absolute pretender. And I would have told you this before the season started. I don't, I don't know if they're a pretender. I think they're probably going to end up being a playoff team, but they're not. And they went to the Super Bowl last year. The Bengals. I knew it's before the year. Their defense is probably a, a little slightly above average. They're they're decent. And obviously they have great options at wide receiver. You just talked about that to contend. You have great, you need great wide receivers. And they have three that I think is really good because I think Tyler Boyd's even pretty good. And Burrow is a really, really good quarterback. But what mind-boggling is to me is that obviously Burrow towards ACL first year. And that guy is your franchise for the next 12 years. 14 years, however long he plays. That is your franchise. They should be spending, obviously, money, too. And they they have, well, they're just young guys, too, with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins that give him those options. Even C.J. Ozuma is pretty good, in my opinion. But they don't protect him. How are you going to let this guy get hit all the time? He's going to get hurt. Like It's just as simple as that. He's getting beat up. The fact that he hasn't gotten hurt yet is crazy. It's spectacular. It's mind-boggling to me. They should be loaded up on offensive linemen. Not only should they be let loaded that guy, up, but you, you can't let that guy. You hurt. play in a division that has T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, and all these guys. The Browns, Ravens, and Steelers are built on the foundation of defense in their defensive lines. So you would think that they would build up their offensive line to stop that when you play these teams twice a year. So that's six games. That's a third of your season playing against those teams. It might be a good idea to beef up your offensive line. And what's it doesn't matter how good your wide receivers are if Joe Burrow is getting pressured every single play. And I think you obviously this is so early. You just went to the Super Bowl last year, right. and this is it might not happen. But it is something that if they don't start building up in years to come, their offensive line and Joe Burrow keeps getting beat up like this, he's going to leave. Just the same thing with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was the staple of Seattle sports for so long, and the last couple of years, he was just snapping the ball and running around because they had no offensive line. He was getting beat up, and I think he just got fed up with it. Right. And I think that played a part in why he wanted out of Seattle as well. Uh, so if I'm being honest, like it's had to do that. Burrow, Joe Burrow's going to get hurt this year. Yeah, it's going to eventually happen. I'm not ready to write them off just because they went to the Super Bowl. And like last year, if you remember, they lost early in the season to the to the Bears, who were not a good team. And they lost. They got killed by the Jets last year, mm-hmm. who were also a very bad team. And they still made the Super Bowl. Obviously, a lot of luck involved. But the AFC is so stacked with the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Dolphins. Now, all these good teams. It's going to be hard to do that again. And rarely do teams make it that far two years in a row. Mm-hmm. A couple of pretenders I have, and not as much as the Bengals. They were my main one. I think the Titans before the year, people still high on the Titans. I think Derrick Henry, they just think that Derrick Henry is going to carry them. But without any throwing option, they're just going to... Stop the run, and there's not much Derek. He's not Superman. He's he's an unbelievable running back. But if they're, you know, clogging up the, there's not a lot he can do if there's nowhere to run. So it's the same thing with Saquon Barkley. And so I think they're both, you know, probably two or three of the best running backs in the league. But if you know if there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to run. You you need an offensive line blocking for you, and 
especially when they're bringing the pressure, just Ryan Tannehill without A.J. Brown. Dude, I mean, their passing game has been almost obsolete. Right. My, uh, my last two pretenders are very similar teams, I think, to me. And it's the Vikings and the Saints. I know you like the Vikings this year, mm-hmm. and you're probably going to have them as one of your dark horse oh, teams. Yeah. But, and we're going to have differing opinions on this, any team to me that has Kirk Cousins or Jameis Winston as their quarterback cannot win in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins is a fine regular season quarterback, and he likes to pad his stats, so it looks a lot better than they are. But I don't think he can win in primetime, and we saw that last week in Philadelphia when he did not show up. <laughs> it's it. It's every single time we talk about this all in, in our fantasy football leagues. It's Kirk Cousins has always been one of my favorite late round draft picks. <laughs> I'm like, he's a really a quarterback. And what you do is you don't start him if it's any type of pressure game late at night, prime time, even a 3 p.m. game, even the afternoon slate, you kind of get a little nervous with him. But if he's playing at noon and no one's watching, right? Oh, like he's going to put up four <laughs> touchdowns. He's going to throw for 350 yards. He's going to look great and the Vikings are going to dominate um, but he doesn't show up in those primetime games but I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender or anything but they're good on defense and that division's weaker than it's been um, in years past it's just Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any options anymore um, so I think, I think they they're a playoff sh- team I think they're a playoff team too and that's I think that's more of the dark horse that I would land on not necessarily you know do you have any more pretenders you want to touch up before no, you go to the dark it. horse okay what's you know I had the Vikings there I, I'd probably say I I like the Cardinals more as my dark horse team. Just like, a, a I don't know, the Vikings are better, I think, than the Cardinals. But when you think of dark horse, you think of a team that might not be, like, you know, contending. To, and yeah, well, to do. me, like, the only reason I put the Vikings as a pretender is because I thought, I think there was a lot of momentum around that team this offseason. And with Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay and Rodgers not having all these weapons, there was a lot of people that were kind of on the Vikings to win that division. And to me, I, I still think it's Aaron Rodgers' division until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's then, a, that's the only reason I had him as a pretender. Yeah, but I could see him beat the box. But the, I mean, the box didn't have any options either. So right. Brady and Rodgers, two old men throwing to no one <laughs> down in Tampa no Bay the other day. Uh, the Cardinals, I like them just because Kyler Murray, I think, is actually really good, and they kind of have the same issue where he's got no time. Uh, I think their offense. You know, I'm not going to claim to know any more about football than obviously offensive coordinators and, and NFL coaches, not even close. But to me, if you just keep him in the pocket, it's going to be tough for him to be very effective, in my opinion. His skill is when he gets out of the pocket, when he's moving, um, and you give him RPOs and stuff like that. Because if he's just sitting in the pocket and these six, six, you know, linemen are standing in front of him, he's listed at 5'10", which means he's probably more like 5'8", um, because right. that's what every <laughs> sports team does. They, you know, bump you, they'll, they'll give you a couple more inches. And, you know, it's hard to not only see the, the field over that, it's, I mean, it's just reality. Right. To throw the ball over it, you're going to get a lot of tip passes. I think they need to get him spread out. They need to to spread the field, uh, do a little bit more what the you know the Ravens have done a lot better at, and, and kind of the offense they run in the sense that they're really you know quarterback focused. They're not going to try to make him into something he's not. And I think that's what the Cardinals need to do. But they're not, their defense isn't that bad, and I think they could you know push for the playoffs. And and Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins comes back in week seven, and theoretically should be fresher towards the end of the season than the other guys that have been playing for six weeks before him. Mm-hmm. What's your, you have a dark horse team? What's your team? Yeah, my dark horse team, who I actually think can make it pretty far in the playoffs, not just get to the playoffs, is the Browns. I That's my last dark horse team, too. Go for it. Um, 
Nick Chubb, I think, is one of the most underrated running backs in the league. He he is already 341 yards and four touchdowns through three games. And Kareem Hunt complimenting him is keeping him fresh and keeping him on the field, too. And then you have Amari Cooper and David Njoku, who they're not the biggest household names. Obviously, everyone knows who Amari Cooper is, but they're both very good. And then Deshaun Watson comes back in week week 12 or after his 11-game suspension, which is obviously a touchy subject. He could come back. It may take him a couple weeks to mesh with these new guys, but... So that's the the two things I wanted to, and I actually don't. Is he allowed to practice with the team right now? Or is he's not no. even allowed to be at the facility? Correct. Okay, I think they're a, a good team, and they need to tread water. And Brissett's been fine. He's like Until, a, he's if, like a guy that's like a be, perfect. If they backup. could be around five hundred and sneak into the playoffs, you're right. I think they went Deshaun Watson, horrible person. What he did was horrible. Right. I don't have any respect for him or, or anything like that. But the reality is, he's an excellent quarterback. Uh, he also hasn't played in almost two years, so. That'll be and with a completely new team, completely new system, and he hasn't been able to practice with that team. That's where I kind of get worried. But you also resolve in that before he did these terrible things, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Uh, so we'll see. There, I think you said a dark horse. I think they're also the probably the biggest wild card team in the league. As in, like they can they can make a run at it you know, winning the whole thing. And I could also see them just simply missing the playoffs just because Deshaun Watson isn't back until week 12 and he's not even going to be fresh at all. He's going to probably be rusty. So see how that works out. Uh, what, you know, you have some storylines that are interesting. You want to follow this year? Big ones. Yeah. My, my first storyline is which, uh, which first year rookie wide receiver will be, is going to be this year's Justin Jefferson or Jamar chase. Uh, this, it's become such a storyline in the league with all these wide receivers coming into the league. These guys don't need three or four years to get to get really good now. They just need a couple games, and now and then they're all pros. Just, Justin Jefferson might be the best wide receiver in the league at this mm-hmm. point. Obviously, didn't have a great day yesterday, but he's still good. really good. So I was going to ask, rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year, who you know, I, I want to see if you say the same person as me. You're talking about these wide receivers. So I'm going to pick a wide receiver. Who do you think it's? You're, you're going with the... F- Offensive? Who think, yeah, who do you think I who do you think I'm gonna pick? I wanna see how well you know me. Um Are you gonna go to Denver? No, no. Okay, well if you don't go to Denver, I know you like New York, so you're gonna go to New York? No. Okay. I'm gonna take my pick is Drake London. That's me. There we go. Let's go. It's Drake London. Just because the targets he's getting. Right. And There's he's already had receptions. There. Yeah, he's got two I, touchdowns I already, two hundred fifteen yards. I couldn't tell you who the second wide receiver there is right now. I know that's well. I was uh, before the year, um, and obviously he hasn't been. He made that unbelievable catch, maybe the best catch ever, uh, last Thursday. Uh, that's George Pickens. Before the year, I thought he was. You know, I thought he was going to be better. He's got um, Mitch Trubisky thrown to him. It's a, but I think Mitch <laughs> Trubisky is really not as bad as people make him out to be. He's about as average as average gets. Exactly. But that's, you know, that's good enough sometimes to right. have a, a wide receiver, have a great year. Doesn't look like that's actually going to happen. But uh, that was my preseason pick before anything really happened. But now it's kind of looking like Drake London's going to probably run away with it. Defensive rookie of the year. It's going to probably be Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> he's been so good so far. Uh, the only other guy I was going to say was Kayvon Thibodeau, but he's out right now, so he's I know. Gonna, he'll have to make up a lot of ground. If exactly. He a shot. And Hutchinson is just, he's been great. Like he's, right. He looks like almost their best, well, he's one of their best players already. Right. And, you know, now I even, I liked watching him at Michigan, that big win they had. Um, 
against Ohio State last year in his interview after the game was really cool and makes you a fan of it. But also the hard knocks, him, him singing Michael Jackson <laughs> was awesome. That I, I've played that clip so many times over and it's like, Billy Jean yeah. is not my lover. <laughs> They're all going off. That was cool. That was really cool. So I have a little bit of a, a bias for him. So, I mean, we kind of jumped the gun, but those were kind of the rookie of the year's uh, picks, I guess. Uh, a, a few storylines I follow, I know that's just like a team. I, I think the Giants are an interesting uh, team to talk about. They play tonight, so when this podcast comes out, we'll know if they beat the Cowboys or not, and if they're 3-0. and uh, But I think if you could ha- if you could get a good enough, run the football effectively enough with Saquon, and you know I'm not a big running back guy, but... I think that Saquon is one of those few guys in the NFL that can actually kind of carry a team sometimes at the running back position with the right system put in place. And I don't think Daniel Jones, I think at this point, is kind of out there that he's probably not going to be some star in the NFL. But if he can just be a system quarterback, just like Ryan Tannehill was in uh, Tennessee, and they can open up the run game, I think that Saquon Barkley, if he stays healthy, can be dominant kind of kind of like Derrick Henry has been um, at times and he's going to break off large runs and if you can control the the clock and their defense has been good they're kind of a little bit of a wild card team that's uh, a little bit interesting to me and obviously I'm, I'm a Giants fan uh, you know I have a bias too but I think that that's an interesting storyline I, to me Daniel Jones gets a little bit of a bad rep um, I don't think he's great but he doesn't have anyone around him besides Saquon the wide receivers can't stay on the field Sterling Shepard's probably their number one he can't stay on the field for more than a couple games at a time. Kenny Galladay, is he, I don't even know if he's back on the field. Yeah, it's, he, they're Kadarius paying him Tony, so much money to sit on the bench. Yeah. Kadarius Tony's good, but he's also never on the field. So when you can't build a chemistry with these guys, how do you expect him to be pretty good? So Yeah, and I think Evan Ingram's pretty good to put that. I mean, he's in Jacksonville now. It's, oh, shoot, you're right. They did trade. Right, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, that's right. Well, that's my next topic, Jacksonville Jaguars. Are they good? Are they legit? <laughs> What's going <laughs> on? crazy crazy win yesterday. I know me and you had talked throughout the week about we're both in survivor pools and we're going back and forth about who we were going to pick and the Chargers were on the table but then Jacksonville's nervous, kind of... obviously the ribs and everything. Right and Jacksonville's Herbert. frisky but one of my storylines was on those two teams is how these first year head coaches were going to fare. Some of these hires were a little strange like Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. He's a good coach but like I don't think anybody thought he was going to end up in Jacksonville before he actually ended up there. And then Brian Dable, who was the hot name coming coming over from Buffalo, they both have done a good job so far, even a great job. And then nine new hires out of 32 teams is a lot of hires. So there's a lot of there's people. Have, there's no do. patience anymore with. Right. I mean, there's probably and the other team I was going to talk about um, was the Broncos. They played last night. They won 11-10. I think the 49ers are pretty good. Obviously, their defense is good. But I mean, the, their offense is just not been good. It's as simple as that. And Hackett uh, was an offensive coach. No, just because I think it takes time with these first couple years. I'm not going to give up on it yet. There's, you know, new guy, obviously you have a new quarterback, new system. And the talent, talent is there. Portland Sutton and Jerry Judy are both, you know, they're, they're good. And I, I think the Broncos will eventually be fine. Uh, I don't think they're really going to contend for a Super Bowl this year, but I'd give it time. I, I just think if you give up on these coaches and all this, I mean, they're two and one. I mean, they've been terrible and they haven't really played anyone great. They're still two and one. So, I mean, it's not all right. hope's not lost, but obviously him having to hire after two games into his career, a game, like a guy literally to stand next to him and manage the clock for him is, 
I mean, a little concerning. Well, okay. So if I had to set the panic meter from one to a hundred on Russell Wilson, what is it at? One hundred being really high. Yeah. To me, right now, like twenty. Okay. Twenty-five. I, I'm not he freaking out. Bad. Yesterday. I know, but I, I, I still. It, he also if, did take him down. If the field this is how, he, yeah. If this is how he's playing in week seven, week eight, then it starts to really right. kick up. Just then, there's not really an excuse to getting used to it. But uh, we're three weeks in. Whatever it is, especially last night, I think the 49ers defense is excellent, and I, I'm not super concerned yet i think the broncos are a playoff team it's just so um, easy to overreact at three weeks in i know and that's why i'm trying to be careful with it right but yeah i i, I that's why i'm i'm trying not to overreact really on any of these teams we say that as a, we're also you know loving the dolphins and right so i mean we'll see how this all turns out you, you never know and i always use this word on this podcast but all these leads have been getting it the, the parody uh, in the NFL now, it's just obviously the Bills are on a different tier, I think. But other than that, there's a lot of teams that can make a run at it, and you know anyone can beat anyone. We talked about that survivor pool. Uh, if you're a survivor pool and you're still alive, congratulations! Right? There's been so many upsets of teams that just shouldn't be winning these games, right. and you know they are. And it's not just one of them; it's like the whole week. It's almost like the underdogs are. You know, if you've been betting plus money lines, you're probably a lot really happy right now. Right. So, uh, MVP. I'm going to go, I, I do, I want to say Jalen Hurts, but I don't know if he can keep it up for the whole year. And if he does, then the Eagles probably find themselves in the Super Bowl. <sighs> the easiest answer is Josh Allen, but I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm doing. Because it's contract year. Yep. Same with me. I love guys in their contract year. Yep. Contract year, guys. <laughs> Aaron Judge, contract year. Right. Bet on yourself. And obviously Lamar's. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to get paid a lot of money right. next year. You know, you never count out guys like Mahomes, and obviously Hurts has been great so far. And you never know, Herbert could turn it on. You, there's there's some guys who could definitely make a run at it. Allen's the odds-on favorite. But yeah, I like Lamar Jackson as well. Who's your Super Bowl, Super Bowl team not named Buffalo? Not named Buffalo? Because that's the easy answer. Well, we're doing the Super Bowl picks. It's... I think any podcast says if we talk about it. And you know what? I'm actually excited to do it this year. I talked to you about this because the last two years, um, I've picked the Super Bowl winner before the year. So uh, <laughs> You got a lot of the, pressure on your hands. I know. And I, I said this before the year started. Obviously, they were the preseason favorite and all this stuff, but they're going to win it this year, and that's the Buffalo Bills. They're due, and it's going to happen. They're finally going to push through. It's gonna, They're going to win the Super Bowl. And I know that because I think so. All right, and the last two years, <laughs> I saw, I've been right. I so. saw a thing on Twitter a couple days ago. It was like somebody tweeted that the United States doesn't have the infrastructure to support a Philadelphia Buffalo <laughs> Super Bowl. I saw that, yeah. Which would be that would be all time. I, I was matchup. I was listening to to part in my take the other day, and PFT was talking about if Buffalo fans were and Eagles fans moved to like went to the Super Bowl in uh, Arizona that. Arizona would start becoming a, a, a hub for Eagles and Bills fans because they're all going to take out all the money they have to get there right. and celebrate, and they're not going to be able to they get, back. get back. So they're just yeah, <laughs> they're just moving to Arizona now. They're just you know picking up, going to the Super Bowl, and yep. now you're uh, now you're living in Phoenix. Hopefully you win. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Scottsdale. Yep. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that would be that would be an awesome Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. I think the Eagles are legit. My Super Bowl pick, I had Bills beating the Bucks, And then, yeah, I had Bills beating the Bucks. When it comes down to it, I think Brady starts putting it together. 
I think that the best team other than the Bucks, uh, you can say the Rams, um, but it's the Eagles in the NFC. And I think experience gets the the Bucks over them in the in the NFC Championship. I think the Bucks beat the the Eagles there. Uh, I don't. I'm not as confident as that one. The Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, but I, like I said, dude, I'm going. I I I missed the score by three points in our Super Bowl prediction last year. <laughs> I think I said what was the final score? I I would have said like 24-21 and ended up like 27-24 or something like that. Yeah. But I I picked like the actual. I was well. I you know, I, I picked well the Packers right and I was so happy to be wrong. I know. Yeah. So. I hate the Packers. Yeah. That's the thing. Like picking the Packers as a Bears fan. If I'm if they win it all, I was right and I got it right. But if they lose, I'm just as happy because yeah, I hate yeah. the Packers. You said that. You, you just keep setting yourself up for win win situations, right, exactly. man. Well, who's your Super Bowl pick? Uh, like you said, I would probably pick the Bills too. But I like the Chiefs and the Niners. I like a rematch of Super Bowl. I don't even know what number, but 2020. I like the Chiefs winning again. Yeah, I can see it happening. I, th- I honestly, I think this is obviously they lose Hill, and but I still think their offense is going to be really good, and I think they're gonna you know start figuring it out a little more. I thought that they're much better. I already mentioned this. I thought they're the much better team in Indianapolis. I also think there's less pressure on them too. Yeah, so definitely. We'll see. And this is the best defense they've had right in a while. Not that it's overly great, but it's you know it's great for <laughs> Kansas City. Yep. You got Chiefs beating um, the Niners. Who is it? The Niners. I, I, I'm, I, I'm on the Jimmy G fan club, even though he was awful yesterday. Awful. Yeah, I just don't think I, I can't pick a team that their entire offense is one man. Uh, Debo. Yeah. <laughs> but he <laughs> but almost got him there last year. I know, and their defense is so good. So, yeah, they could definitely make a run at it. They're just not my favorite to, to do that. And I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I had the Bills, you had the Chiefs. You know, not too original by us right. or not. But I mean, that's what I said. So like, does all the hey, rest of America. Okay. Well, last year I picked the the favorite as well in the Rams. And I'm sorry, but I had to do it. Like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I can't. Uh, I'm sorry. It's the, you know, the basic pick, but I have to pick the team that's going to win. Right. So they're, I'm picking the that's Bills. That's the question was. Exactly. The question is who's <laughs> going to win the Super Bowl, not who has the best odds. And I'm telling you, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Just like the Avalanche are going to win back-to-back Stanley oh, Cups this we year. Can, if we're going to get into that. Yeah, we, we right. won't yet. We won't yet, but you. Uh, I, I'm excited for you to come over in a couple weeks for my banner raising ceremony. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be fun. But uh, you know, you got anything else, Dad? Nope, that's it. All right. Well, back. then, uh, yeah, great to be back. That was awesome. It's going to be a little bit of a long episode, but you know that that'll make up for not starting until a month into <laughs> the year, and maybe just uh, you and me having more experience. We had more to talk about, I guess. Um, We're getting old. so. But thank you for joining us this week. This has been Smack Talk. And if if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, you could really help us out by liking and subscribing. Uh, Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get it anywhere. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at WU underscore S-M-A-A-C and on Instagram at WU Sports Club. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with baseball. We love baseball. And it's been a historic year. And I can't wait to talk about baseball because obviously that's our sport so get into it yep maybe judge will have 62 by then i hope so i hope so ah i'm still hoping Pujols says no i'm not i'm not retiring <laughs> and comes back next year so we'll see we'll get into all that next week and uh but thank you for joining us and uh we'll see you then